This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. This is KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles in front of City Hall. And we are live today at Occupy LA. Thank you. Thank all the listeners for their support and everybody who's out here today. I would like to thank you personally just for uh, exercising your right to free speech because if you don't exercise it, it doesn't exist. Here in the City is dedicated to mapping the city through conversations with people working toward creative social change. And you are all working toward creative social change. I have here next to me a young man whose name is Dan. And uh, hello, Dan. Welcome. Hello. You're here from New York? I am. Can you tell me why you came here? Sure. Um, I was brought out to the West Coast for some family affairs. And the short time that I was in New York, um, I was able to go down to the Occupy Wall Street protest and participate in the General Assembly there on the 11th day, I believe it was. And that was very inspiring. I would have liked to stay, but I'd already purchased my tickets to come out to California. I'm now available, so I came down to check out the Occupy LA movement, and soon I'm planning on heading up to San Francisco and camping out there for the long haul. And what do you do in life? In life, I recently graduated last spring from the University of Vermont. Um, unemployed, no no job prospects, hoping to find some work in agriculture, sustainable agriculture. Is that what you studied? I studied history and philosophy, but I was in Vermont, which is very big in, into sustainable ag, and I got interested in that. And so I'd like to explore that. And why is that an important thing for you to pay attention to in life? Sure, it's kind of fundamental. Um, we're dealing with an environmental crisis, a crisis of capitalism, and food is central to our survival. Having food that is sustainable and healthy for us, if we're going to exist as a species on the planet, is a necessity. So that's, that's kind of why. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about what um, Occupy Wall Street was like when you were there? I understand you were there when Con Cornell West was part of the General Assembly? Yeah, I had the privilege of uh, hearing Cornell give some opening remarks, kicking off the General Assembly. And that was really inspiring. He's He's been quite outspoken. Um, and it's been good for the movement. You're asking me. Well, how does it work? How do the, the General Assemblies work in at Occupy Wall Street? And how do you see, um, well, you've been here for just a couple of hours. Right. But, you know, how do you see a little compare and contrast between the two spaces? Mm -hmm. uh, the most drastic thing right now is that there are tents everywhere. It's like tent city. And that's exciting in New York. The, the police aren't letting anyone put up tents. So they're all sleeping on mattresses, sleeping pads with tarps in case it rains, but there are no tents. Um, the space there is much smaller. It's a privately owned park, and there are police everywhere, barricades surrounding the park, just overwhelming police presence, which you don't see down here in L.A., which is kind of nice, a little less pressure. Um, um, and the space is much bigger. Yeah. What do you see as the biggest here? I'm going to ask you a, a really big question. What do you see as the biggest problem in society right now, and what do you see as the solution? Wow, that's... A huge question. Um, That's why we're here. We may as well right. talk about it. Well, the injustice is the inequality distribution of resources and wealth. We're saying we're the 99% that has less power than 1%, than and that is fundamentally wrong. And all the other issues stem from that, be it economic, health care, education, housing. It all has to do with an inequality of power. Is there a solution on the horizon that you personally would see? 
I mean, this is it. If we're gonna if we're gonna change things, it's got to be democratic. It's got to be a people's movement, and it's got to be horizontal, global, and that's what we're seeing now. We we saw the Arab Spring, and now we're seeing the U.S. fall. So this is exciting. Dan, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. This is here in the city on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, and we are live in front of City Hall at Occupy LA. And I am joined by Debbie. Hello. Hello. Can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and why you're here today? I'm here today to bring my physical presence to uh, Los Angeles like uh, people are doing all over the world. I figure that's the best I can do, bring my actual body in front of this city hall like they did in Egypt, like they're doing in Chicago, like they're doing in New York, like they're doing all over the world. I am here just to be here and happy. What do you do in life, Debbie? I'm a singer. You're a singer? Yes. Would you sing something for us? Could I put you on the spot? Absolutely. Oh, she's a diva who will let me put her on the spot. Thank you. But we all have to sing together, especially this little girl up here. We need to come together in some unity here. You know, it's a little different from New York, but uh, I think I've seen guitars, I've seen drums, I've seen, there's a meditation center here. I know folks are ready to sing. Are you ready to so, sing? So, uh, a little Amazing Grace. What do you think? Okay, I'll sing. Should I sing with you? Absolutely. Would I, have, would I do that on my own radio show? Abs- I have never imagined I would do this. You are go- I'm not going to sing unless you sing. How's right. that work for you? you? You pick the key. Ready? Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Same girl. Was blind, but now I see. Thank you. Thank you. Right. You are now officially a singer. Yes. <laughs> so now we know what the solution is. What do you see as the problem? The problem is not enough people are aware. And somebody said that we don't have power, but actually we hold all of the power. You know, and and it's good to see that people are now just coming out of their homes and saying, you know what, I'm just going to show up and let people know that I exist. And if people see this, then the people that we elect will see this and make a move. It's not going to happen unless we do what we're doing today. And this is how change is brought about. So I'm, you know, I followed this on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So that's a wonderful thing too. That's amazing. There's so much great art up in here. What do we have? We want, okay, we have not only We have a painting representing Mother Earth. So not Big Brother, make Big Mother's watching. Forget Big Brother, Big Mother's watching. a big man stronger than me grabbing the microphone out of my hand. It's happened before, but he's holding a beautiful painting. Peace and love, man, peace and love. Okay, this is here in the city. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you Debbie. Okay. Thank you. 
on the floor here in front of City Hall in downtown Los Angeles at Occupy LA, where we are broadcasting live. I want to talk today um, about something that Debbie, who was just on the mic, brought up, which is um, the power that we all hold. And today, uh, let us not forget that Liberians are going to the polls to elect their president seven years after the end of a very brutal civil war that took the lives of over 200,000 people and left millions of people homeless. President Ellen Johnson Searleaf is being challenged by Winston Tubman and 14 other candidates for her seat as the first democratically elected woman president. And last Friday, President Johnson, along with a young Yemeni journalist, was awarded the the Nobel Prize. That's right. She shared it with another Liberian, an activist named Lema Bowie. Ms. Bowie is the founder of Women of Liberia Mass Action for Peace, and she's the author of a book called Mighty Be Our Powers, How Sisterhood, Prayer, and Sex Changed a Nation. Yes, Sex Changed a Nation at War. Um, I sat down with some leaders and activists in the Liberian community here in Los Angeles to talk about the implication of that honor that was awarded to Ms. Sirleaf and Ms. Bowie. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris, and we are here at the offices of Survivors Truths with the executive director, Dove Presnall, who is dedicated to, I will let you say it yourself. Well, Survivors Truths, um, what we do is we use media, photos, audio, video, to work directly with people affected by violence, discrimination, or marginalization. And then we use the media that, that's created by those folks with us in order to inform, inspire others, and create social change. And we are joined by two leaders and, and active members of the Liberian community here in Los Angeles, Mr. Lorenzo Weeks, if I could introduce you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, again, the name is Lorenzo Weeks, and I, I am the president for the Liberian Association here in Southern California. And uh, although we're a small community, we definitely are close-knit, and uh, we try to help our communities here in Southern California, as well as we have sister organizations in Northern California as well and throughout the uh, United States. We also like to help people back home. So our main goal as an organization is actually social work to help our folks uh, enjoy the way of life in America as well as in Liberia. Thank you. Um, it's also a pleasure to be here. My name is Ashford Somerville. I was born in Liberia, but I was actually raised in um, North America came here when I was 10 years old. And like uh, uh, Mr. Weeks said before, we're a very close-knit community. We're very involved in regards to youth and involvement and any kind of social change that can help the bettering of the group is what we focus on. So being born in Liberia and being raised in the United States 
that was always key to my upbringing and also to my involvement in the Liberian community. Well, I wanted to start our conversation um, because here we are, today's broadcast is coming from Occupy Los Angeles in front of City Hall at a moment in the United States when the the 99%, the other 99% who does not hold the reins of economic power is actually saying, wait a second, we need to pay attention. We know it's there. It's been a long line of exploitation that leads to this moment in the United States. And I, for one, see a very clear connection to the history of your country, of Liberia, that circles back to the history of this country, which is the backs and blood and sweat and suffering upon which this country's economy was built from the beginning of its roots. And I was wondering if I could ask you to just speak to the history that Liberia has with the United States. The history of Liberia is that we were founded by free slaves from the United States. So uh, we have ancestors from the United States as well as from Africa. So that makes us unique to the United States because uh, uh, we've always looked at the United States as big brother, that they will be able to support us and we will be able to support the United States. We know that that the United States economy has been uh, uh, made on the backs of these uh, us African slaves. So now what we need to do is... Uh, uh, learn from all of what has transpired here in the United States with regards to uh, with regards to black people and how it affects the blacks outside of the United States. Today is the election in Liberia. Uh, it is also uh, a, a few days after the announcement of the awarding of the Nobel Prize for Peace, both to President Johnson Sirleaf of Liberia and to Leima Gboi, who is an organizer and activist uh, in Liberia, who happened to be here uh, last Monday and speaking to, to people at the Los Angeles Public Library. So this is, um, I think, a unique opportunity to talk about that connection also of what, what does it mean uh, to have women who are leaders from your country as ambassadors to the whole world, but also have, having been here in Los Angeles, uh, specifically in the space, to, to come here as a visitor to be able to speak to people. I've been very honored, and I think is a reflection of our Liberian culture to the term is Oma, is always the woman of wisdom, a woman of wise person. And in our community, for myself speaking, my grandmother, Beatrice Twid, just won actually an award for community service in Grand Cru County. So it's something that is innate within our culture for us to respect our elders. And it's something very, very, um, I, I can't even think of the word when I say civic, but it's something more monumental. So we feel that when women do speak, is something from the heart, is something from the soul, and it's something for the bettering of us all. And I'll ask Dove that question uh, from Survivor's Truth, but also you were, you were at uh, the interview at the Los Angeles Public Library. There was a moment in this, this discussion where the I think it was one of the audience uh, raised the question, how can we 
in Los Angeles or in the United States help uh, your efforts in Liberia? And her answer was, and we'll listen to it because I have the clip of the audio. People barely know about it. People there don't have food, they don't have water. They're getting bombing sorties every day. But we don't internalize that because this is not part of our community or in Iraq or in Afghanistan. So I guess I'm, I'm wondering how does one create a larger world community where we care and we can wear white and we can object to these wars and we care about other people in other parts of the world? You know, I have come to a very cynical place when it comes to us versus them, the world, your world, my world. And your question is a good question. But your question can be answered in two ways. You first said you, in your community, you see the wars. Open your eyes. In this community, you will see the wars also. It's here, it's happening. As a stranger, I see it. And I think the connections between your world and my world, and I will cross that out and see the connections in our world, is our ability to move beyond. I want to help there. And start with, I want to help here. That's one. Libya, Egypt, Tunisia is not short of activists. What they are short of is resources. Liberia, Congo. The stories you've heard from Congo. I was in Congo. Congo is not short of activists. What they are short of is resources. This country has resources. What you are short of is activists. <laughs> well, that's definitely true that uh, there is a wealth of, of resources here in the United States. Um, I guess once you can help yourself, I think her idea was once you can, you can help yourself, you better be able to help someone else that's in need. So maybe that's, that, that was her, her, her idea about the whole, the whole issue. Now, with regards to the, the, the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. Because uh, at a very young age, I actually realized that women, especially Liberian women, were very important people and powerful people in our culture, in our lives. And uh, I realized that at a young age, as I said, because uh, my grandmother grew up uh, in Liberia, of course, and she came to school and went to and got a master's from Columbia University. Went back home and opened her, her own uh, school, high school, elementary, junior high, high school. And um, one thing that I noticed that made her uh, seem powerful to me is that as she walked in the halls of that school, you could yell, pin drop. 
And that that's the respect that she 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 earned by being by giving back and being an administrator. So uh in that comparison, uh when we go back to the, the, the two ladies, honorable ladies that got this Nobel Peace Prize, it it actually shows that women have always been the source of our pride and joy in Africa as a whole. But, of course, because of, of society, most women do not get the recognition that they deserve, but now things are changing, as we can see. So it, it, it is a good thing. Thank you. And we will, um, on that note, remind ourselves also that uh, Ms. Bowie and President Johnson Sirleaf shared their Nobel Prize with a Yemeni journalist. Um, and I'll take a break here. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris. We're broadcasting live today from Occupy Los Angeles, and we are um, currently having a conversation with two members of the Liberian American community in Los Angeles and the executive director of Survivors Truths, who is very much involved in um, the Liberian community and stories of Liberians from the long war in that country. We'll be back. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego. And 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. I am sitting here in front of City Hall at Occupy Los Angeles. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris. And before we wrap up our show, I have... um, two young men sitting next to me who have something that they want to say about why they're here and what this movement means. I'll go to Victor first. Hi, Victor. Hi. Hi. Do you want to tell us a little something about uh, what brought you here? Yeah. Um, The reason I'm here is I want to pass a message of awareness to the entire nation because you know the mainstream media, they shy away from this. And... I just want to bring an example from history. Women, blacks, women were not given the right to vote out of compassion. Blacks were not given freedom out of courtesy. But they had to struggle for this. They had to have marches and they had to fight for this. And now we have a situation and we need to raise awareness and we need to take action. John F. Kennedy once said that if you oppress a peaceful revolution, you make way for in you make way for violent revolution is inevitable. And um, my main point is to raise awareness, and then we can take action. Thank you, Victor. Victor, what do you do in life? I'm a student, and um, I'm majoring in history. More power to you. Thank you. I also have here Manny, who um, 
you had something you wanted to say about being here and um, what it made you think upon your arrival, if you would. All right, well, uh, the media really made me pretty much believe that this was a really unorganized, unguided, undirected group of people without any uh, objectives. So I'd, I'd like to say I came out here expecting that and discovered the exact opposite. Um, there are a lot of people here raising uh, the education level here. There are educators here who have come to inform the people here of the answers to these problems that a lot of people here don't know. There are people here who have the answers that are sharing it. And I know that there are many people out there with specialized knowledge who have the ability to come here and not just raise awareness by protestations, which is mandatory, but to also raise the level of education and to help people understand exactly their true capacity as humans. See, at the revolution, the sovereignty devolved on the people, and they are truly the sovereigns of the country, but they are sovereigns without subjects, with none to govern but themselves. The citizens of America are equal as fellow citizens and as joint tenants in the sovereignty, Chisholm versus Georgia. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to the law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people, by whom and for whom all government exists, exists and acts. That's Yikwo versus Hopkins, 118 U.S. One more. In common usage, the term person does not include the sovereign, and statutes employing the word are ordinarily construed to exclude it. You see, there are two classes of citizenship. The Supreme Court has ruled this. The governments of the United States and of each state of the several states are distinct from one another. The rights of a citizen under one may be quite different from those which he has under the other. Colgate versus Harvey. So you can see we don't all have equal rights. There are two classes of citizenship, and people need to understand what that means. There's a corporate false artificial entity citizen and a human citizen. And as Nina Simone would say, Alabama's got me so upset. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. And the two of you um, are talking about education. We have a student here, and you've called for... Educators, educators to come. Can you explain people why? With, people with specialized knowledge. You see, there are people out there who understand how to fix these problems. There are people out there who understand how to restore our rightful republic and the power to the people. But a lot of these people are sitting on their sofas listening and watching because they don't want to come be a part of an uneducated, uninformed, unorganized movement. And let me tell you, people, this is not the case. We need you here. We want you here. So please come and join us. Also, Oath Keepers, we need you here because they've been raiding us all over the country, and we need some men who are sworn to uphold the Constitution of the, of the United States as well as the state Constitution to come out here and uphold that oath. Thank you Thank very you. much. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris. You're listening to 90.7 FM KPFK in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. We're almost done with our show. I want to thank everybody who um, came up and had the bravery or the audacity to speak at the mic and to sing at the mic. And uh, we will be here again next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Keep it up. Keep strong. Bring your voices. Uh, we ask, love you. Ask to talk, and uh, we will be here to listen. You can have an archive of this show on our website here in the city that's h-e-a-r in the city like here with your ear dot org and uh, I just say what I always say at the end of my show peace thanks to Jesse Lerner Luis Sierra Campos Tandisizwe Shimurenga Daniela Gerson Sabiha Khan Albert Chacon Rachel Salmon Will Coley Holly Harper Karen Ness and to you our listeners we will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To yapping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe.